0: Welcome to Moving Through Midlife. I am your host, Courtney, a personal trainer and movement specialist who wants to help you move through midlife with more grace. Each week, we will discuss ways we can show up better for ourselves and our children without the burnout. We will focus on overall health through habit stacking to help increase energy, provide movement snacks to help you move more throughout the day while also moving your body more, and learn from professionals on moving through midlife with ease so that you can feel confident with aging gracefully. Grab your earbuds and join me on a leisurely walk while we discuss moving through midlife. Most common question about perimenopause is why is my body changing and what can I do? So I'm going to kind of explain some of the science for you and then provide you some tips today on exercise. Next week, we'll talk about nutrition as well. So you're plugging along, you're working out, you're eating healthy, and you're feeling good. And as time continues on, you may be noticing that your body is no longer responding and your workout has worked. For so many years. I mean, it might be 10, 15 years that you've been pretty much doing the same thing consistently, um, changing it up a little bit. But this is more drastic than this. This is not the, you know, you've done something for a period of time and now you've got to change it up a little bit. This is a very drastic difference. You start to put on maybe 10 pounds and what you have always done before we have always had muscle and now it's disappearing and you're still lifting the weights and you're still challenging yourself. You're still doing hard workouts, but things are starting to get softer and our gut reaction because of the fitness industry and all the information we've learned over time is two things. I've got to go harder with my workouts or I got to bump it up and do two a days or I got to cut the calories. I got to eat less. I must not be eating right. And what's going to happen when you do these two things, because you're in in a different phase of your life, your body is going to go into this uh, freak out mode (laughs) and it's going to hold on to everything even more. So let me kind of explain what is happening. You know, we have estrogen in our body. Um, It is a hormone that we use, and we have different forms of estrogen. I'm going to talk most specifically about estradiol, which you may have heard as E2. This is a key hormone for us, just like testosterone is for men. Estrogen, or estradiol, sorry, is an anabolic hormone, and it helps drive lean muscle mass. And when we were younger... We had lots of it. So we could do squats and lunges and push-ups, and we would gain some muscle from that. In your early 40s, this starts to decrease, which is why you start to see your muscle mass decreasing as well. So now we're going to have to come in and work differently to ensure that we're getting that muscle mass. And one thing you have to do is you've got to start lifting heavier weights to get the neural response, which I'll go into in just a minute. But I also want to make sure you also understand that estrogen promotes insulin sensitivity. And as that estradiol, E2, decreases, you're going to become more insulin resistant, when you enjoy the carbs and the sugar, your body is no longer efficient at using that glucose. Plus, you have less muscle mass, and muscle pulls glycogen from the blood. So now you have, you're have you missing that as well. So the glucose has to go somewhere, and it's stored as fats, and usually right around that midsection. And then add to that this annoying little fact that E2... Also, which estradiol has been great at regulating our hunger and satiety. So we would eat, we wouldn't be as hungry, or we would feel satiated. And guess what? As that starts to diminish, it also takes with it the joys of having that. So now we are not only um, struggling to grow muscle, We're also struggling to use the extra glucose that is in our bloodstream, but now we're hungrier and less satisfied when we eat. So, what does this mean? Do we just give up? No, you don't need to give up. We've got things that we can start to do. Now, I will say we need to maybe change the way we think about this. We really need to start thinking about the longevity, how we feel rather than the way we look. And I think, um, I I know I've mentioned this in past podcasts, is there is that movement, the movement um, really helping with this to not worry so much about the way we look and all of that, and rather really focusing on how we feel. So what are we going to do? There are three things that are recommended. One, which I mentioned before, is you need to start lifting heavier. Now, this does not mean that the 30-minute workout or the hour-long workout that you might be doing as a group fitness program, I do not mean you need to always lift heavier with that. It depends on what you are doing. If you are doing a 10-12 rep program, or you know, 50 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest, that type of workout, I do not recommend going heavier because when you go a lot heavier, something is going to compromise, and many times it's our form, and then we deal with injuries. So we have to make sure that that is thought of as differently. So, when I'm saying lift heavy, I'm not talking about your fitness class, right? You're not doing the group workout. This is you lifting heavy stuff at the gym, at your home, wherever, where you're getting uncomfortable, to where you're only able to do about three to six reps of the exercise. Okay. And you are going to do five different things we're going to do squat, lunge, Hinge, push, and pull. So, in essence, you could do one each day. Grab heavy weights. If you have like barbells at home, that's amazing. Um, And you're just going to do a squat, three to six reps. That's it. You're looking for that neuromuscular response. Okay. That's what you're doing. That's what you're driving for here. You can continue with all your other workouts that you do. You're just creating this a little bit differently. You're trying to get that muscle to fire on a little bit differently. It will also increase your metabolic rate, and it's going to help with bone strength, which you definitely need, especially hip area. Because we sit a lot, we've got to get our hips stronger. So that's where those squats, lunges, and hinges come in. I honestly would say, if you only focused on those three for the really heavy lifts, that would be great. Um Once you start pushing and pulling, my only concern is um, some shoulder and back injuries. If you are not working with someone like a personal trainer or something, I You know, be cautious of those with really heavy weights. The second thing that you are going to focus on is cardio. Now, we are going to pull away from a lot of high-intensity workouts. You've probably heard me talk about this. In past episodes, but we want to kind of calm our nervous system. Our nervous system at this age tends to be um, on higher alert just because of all the stressors that we're dealing with. Kids leaving for college, or your older kids, you may also have um, elderly parents. A lot of times, we're in—we've um, moved up the ladder with business. So there's a lot of different things coming at us that increase our cortisol level, which also you've already seen that we now, because of our age, we're dealing with higher cortisol level. We're also dealing with less progesterone, so we're not able to calm ourselves as effectively as we used to. So we're dealing with that as well. And then we're adding these exercise programs that increase our cortisol levels. So tone that down, which for me that's like that's great. I love hearing that. <laughs> They're not my favorite workouts anymore because a lot of us, you know, your joints, you might be dealing with some joint pains. That that's that's real. Um happens about, I would say, 45, 46, 47 years old, you're going to start getting these weird pains in your body, um, and they'll just come and go. Nothing crazy. Some of you may deal with more intense pains, but um, some others, it'll just be out of nowhere. All of a sudden, your wrist will hurt. So that is something that you need to be cognizant of and might be why you want to also kind of tone down your HIIT workouts. But we're going to concentrate on zone two cardio. So this is going to be cardio that you are doing where it is difficult to talk. You can still talk with someone, but you're having to take deeper breaths and things like that. That is your zone two cardio. And you are going to do that most of the time. Um, I would say usually three... Three to four days a week, you're gonna want zone two cardio, maybe one day of hit. Um, and, and this all depends on how often you work out. You know, if you're only working out three days a week, then uh, you know, that might be one to two days of cardio, one to two days of strength training. Some of those can be combined in there together. And then everything else is walking, like leisurely walking, not not zone two, nothing like that. This is more to get your cortisol levels down. And you're going to do this as much as possible. You're going to try to do this seven days a week where you just go out for a leisurely walk. And it doesn't have to, you're not worrying about distance. You're not worrying about time. You're just doing it to drop your cortisol levels down. Enjoy yourself. Go out in nature. (laughs) Just Relax and breathe and don't work don't think of it as a workout. Think of it as maybe time with your husband or time with your children, things like that. Focus on just relaxing through that. And then for the hit workout, no more than once or twice during the week, depending on your fitness level, um, some of you may not even need to bring in hit yet. But this is going to be uh, something as simple as like a sprint drill, which could be done on a bike where you're going to do 10 seconds as fast as you can go and then recover as long as you need to recover before you can do that sprint drill again. 60 seconds is all you need to do for your sprint. So I do not recommend a 60 second sprint because you won't be able to go all out. You could do either 10 seconds for six times or 20 seconds three times. That would be the most effective sprint drill for you because then you're able to push yourself enough. And then the last thing that you want to do, and these can all kind of interact with one another, okay, is some so, uh, some form of plyometrics. We are losing speed and power as we get older. And we need these things. You know, if you need to grab a child or a grandchild, if you're thinking of the future, you know, grabbing a grandchild quickly, or you need to be able to bound up stairs. These are all things where you need speed and power and you need to use your your fast twitch muscles. And that is where plyometrics come in. So you can do jump. one thing that I think is great that you can do as well is a rebounder, especially if you deal with joint pain. This is a great option for you. And it also helps with the lymphatic system, helps, you know, get things moving. And if you have bad joints and don't have a rebounder, but have a pool or something, you can also do um, aqua aerobics. But just know that you need to be doing like jumping jacks, jumps, things like that in the pool for it to be effective. So those are the three things that are recommended. Science, science-backed science information um, as to what you need to be doing as you get older. Okay, you need to lift heavy. Three to six reps is all you need. Cardio, zone two cardio, three to four days a week. A sprint drill, 60 seconds max plyometrics, and then lots of walking. Like I mentioned, that's science back. And I wanted to share that information because that, I mean, you know, there is science behind a lot of this information. But there's also something that I think many of us have, because there's so so much information out there, we have lost the ability to listen to our bodies and decide for ourselves. And that's where I want to sit for a moment because I look at my own mother. She's 78 years old. She is moving. She is moving a lot. She is healthy. She's not nimble. And she runs circles around people at her, uh, where she works. And she doesn't work out. She's not someone who's in the gym. She works with books in a bookstore. So she lifts heavy things. She lifts heavy books. <laughs> um, and she walks a lot because she's, she'll run circles around me, my kids. She just has a ton of energy. But she's not worrying about all of these things that I'm talking about today. And I think there's something to say about that. We are over-consuming. We are over-educating ourselves, and we're losing something. We're losing a lot in the sense of we're losing that sense of just listening to our own body. We're losing the enjoyment of getting together with friends and spending time playing and doing things. We've become biohackers. Like, seriously, it's insane, Instead of just going out and living life and doing what brings us pure joy and happiness, we are trying to fit everything into some sort of science experiment almost. And I know it seems kind of strange because I was just talking about the science behind everything, but I do want you to understand that I think it really really is much more important to focus on having fun, living in the moment, enjoying what you're doing, getting together with people, friends, whether it be, you know, for a fitness class or whatever, getting together and going and walking in the park or whatever it may be. I think that far outweighs some of this information that we're given that we feel like we have to mold ourselves into. So that is my recommendation to you. Yes, take that information. Take what I've given you. What can you do? What do you want to do? What in here sounded fun? And maybe do something with that. Okay. Maybe um, thinking of the plyometrics. We're using our fast twitch muscles. Go play kickball with the neighbors. Get together and have a kickball tournament. That's going to get those fast twitch muscles working. You know, do things like that rather than feeling like you have to create this program for yourself to stick to certain things. We have this one life and I can guarantee none of us at the end of it are going to be saying, I wish I had spent more time in the gym, right? So yes, we want to be healthy. We want to be able to live long lives, but we need to make sure that we're living our lives. So that is it for me today. I will be back on next week to talk about the nutritional side of it. Science, yes, but then also just listening to our bodies. I hope you all have a wonderful day and make sure to keep moving. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something to take away to help you practice healthier habits, move more, or handle the midlife and aging with grace. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review to help us reach more moms just like you. Head to movingthroughmidlife.com to join the free community or learn how you can move more and feel better in your daily life.